joining us on our Book Talk segment. Great to welcome a woman who's uh, helped a lot of people and hopefully will help a lot of us out there who read this book. It's called The Power of Voice, A Guide to Making Yourself Heard. We're joined today by Denise Wood. She's one of the uh, best vocal coaches out in Hollywood. She's worked with many people, including uh, Halle Berry, Will Smith, and uh, Mike Myers, just to name a couple. And she joined us by telephone today. And Denise, good to talk with you. How are you? Thank you. I'm wonderful. Thank you for having I'm me. I'm having a little trouble with my voice right now with allergies. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you sound fine. I would never have known. <laughs> but uh, good, to, good to talk to you. And, and just reading through the book, I had a chance to, to read through it over the past couple of days. I guess most people think that, you know, vocal coaches, if you're a singer, you know, you, you go uh, to somebody with that. But uh, you, you don't often hear people say, well, I got to go for uh, just speaking or, or acting. Obviously, you work with actors, people on, on the stage and on television, but uh, also in the world of business or just your daily life, it's very important, isn't it, to, to get the most out of your voice? It is. It really is. It's an education, you know. Um, you, you know, when you don't know something, you default to what you do know. And because this work has been saved for people who use their voices for a living, um, it really hasn't gotten to the masses. And the importance of, of it, you know, People benefiting from this the same way they benefit from working on their physical, their bodies in a gym, the same way we work on, you know, our psychological approach to, to things. You know, we should work on our vocal approach to to communicating and, and to being with others. People, it, it just it doesn't even dawn on people that we're only using a small percentage of what we are capable of using when it comes to our voices. And when you are made aware of it, it's, it's, it's an easy adjustment. I don't want to say a fix because I take all of that out of my vocabulary mm-hmm. because I don't want people to feel that they've got to fix something because it ain't broken. We're just adding to, to what you already have, to what you already are, to who you already are, and just giving you a, a larger vocabulary from which to draw. And the voice is one of those things that uh, most people, you know, take for granted. Not necessarily, you know, you do it on purpose, but you just kind of expect it to be there. You don't really, you never know, really taught how to talk properly in school, right? I mean, maybe a teacher might have said here and there, you might have had a speech class, but it's one of those things that kind of neglected even the schoolroom, right? At least as their elementary school. Exactly. Exactly. When I taught, I, when I taught speech at the university level, I had students say, how come we didn't learn this in elementary school? How come we didn't learn, you know, sounds phonetically? We learned grammar, we learned language, but we didn't learn how to speak the sounds and where the sounds are made in your mouth and how to form the sounds. You only learned that if you had a speech impediment and then you had to go to a speech pathologist. Right. But to be able to to, to say a particular sound in a particular way and to be able to have a choice in doing that, I liken it to having a box of 64 crayons, you know, as opposed to a box of eight. So instead of having one blue crayon, you now have five different shades of blue. And when you when you when you're informed and you've got you get the education, now you've got choices like you have when you put you choose to put on a different pair of shoes. You don't wear the same shoes every time you leave the home, every time you leave home. Mm-hmm. So it, the same thing should hold with the voice. You should have options is what I'm saying. I should mention uh, Denise Woods, a uh, former member of, uh, faculty member of Juilliard, great school, obviously, in, in New York, and also uh, a California Institute of the Arts. And uh, I guess just we'll touch on a f- few brief things in our limited time today. But, you know, you're working with uh, uh, many actors over the years. I guess that's primarily the people that, that have come to you, although not necessarily now, people in the business world as well. But well, what's the biggest problem that, uh, or 
let's say, challenge people have come to you to, to overcome? Is it just dialect or uh, projection, or what is it? Well, when I work with actors in Hollywood, it's working specifically on a role. They are coming to me because their character sounds a, a specific way, mm-hmm. and they want to get into the fine-tuning specifics of the character. And while I'm doing that, I'm real, I, I was realizing that I needed to take the, the specificity of this work and bring it to the masses. Now, that could be a voice that is, is, is high-pitched and tra- or trapped and held a nasal quality. They, they, I mean, it runs the gamut. That could be a sibilant S where all of your S's are so hissy that it, distra- it detracts from what you're saying. Anything that detracts from the narrative is what we want to improve on because we don't want anything to take away from the story because the story is the star, whatever the story is. I don't care if it's one sentence in a meeting. I don't care if it's a presentation at a board meeting or a a public speaking event where you're the keynote speaker. The story is the star. And so what we want to do is we want to give you elements that will embellish the story like a beginning, a middle, and an end uh, um, so so that it has an arc. But we also want to minimize any kinds of distractions that could take away from the narrative. That's the goal. Mm. And also speech patterns, I guess the lazy tongue, right? I mean, a lot of people speak kind of sloppily. I mean, unfortunately, we hear a lot of bad speech growing up, so I guess people emulate that. So a lot of what you do is kind of just training the tongue or training uh, the shape of your mouth, right? How you talk to, to get a better Absolutely. sound. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's giving, it's giving you, you agility in the chops, in the speech chops. When, when a musician plays, when a world-class musician plays, they warm up. The, the fingering to, to play the music didn't just happen. So we can't assume that our tongues and our lips are, are, are agile or strong enough uh, to, to, to really articulate something that has to be said for 20 minutes, a speech that has to be said for 20 minutes. So what you need to do, the way we get into the gym to make our bodies stronger, the way a musician does scales and practices on a daily basis to, to, so that the instrument can be uh, um, agile when it's time to play the music, the same thing holds true for a speaker every day. You just want to warm up and make your articulators agile so that when you come together, when they, are, when they do articulate, meaning when they do come together, they're doing it with relative ease, without tension, but with accuracy. Mm. And obviously the last... And energy. Right. Energy. You hear a lot of people that uh, just have no energy in the voice. And then it brings you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, I was, was going to say... it can be learned. It can be acquired. Right. It can be acquired. I was going to say that, uh, you know, the last eight, nine months, a lot of people obviously have not been uh, going out or at least doing a lot of work from home. And a lot of people have found their way onto a, a, a laptop or, you know, the the, uh, the Zoom calls and all that. And I guess people are finding out now how important that is to have some kind of presence on camera, right, uh, with the voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you're talking about that in the Absolutely. book, how to, how to do that properly, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what we want is... We, we want the ability to, to go beyond a screen, um, a computer screen, or to go beyond a mask that we, we're wearing now. Because 
you know, now we, we there, there are all of these devices that come between you and your listener. We, we need voice now more than ever. We need the ability to use our voices, to use the inflection in our voices, to use the musicality in our voices, because people can't see our lips anymore. You know, we've got to be able to, to use the voice in a powerful way, because now we have a screen that's blocking us between, um, between our voices and our listeners. Mm. So the voices must be expressive. They've got to be supported by breath. They've got to be articulate and sharp. You've got to lean into those consonants so that people can really clearly understand what you're saying when you have a mask on. Yeah, no doubt. I know you have other chapters in the book. Yeah. We'll let the audience uh, read that, hopefully, get the book, uh, Healing Trauma. You, you have a nice chapter on that as well. And uh, conveying uh, through our uh, whatever culture you are, your region, your heritage, that's very important with your voice as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of interesting things in the book, uh, Denise. Thank you very much. I, I, I'm, I'm proud of it, and I really want people to benefit from, from all, of the, all of the shared stories and the exercises that I share in the book. Right. I should say that at the end of the book, and each chapter has exercises, and at the end you have a whole section right. there, and uh, it really can help people out. The Power of Voice, A Guide to Making Yourself Heard is the full title of the book, and uh, Denise Woods has been our guest today. Denise, give out your website, if you will. People can get more information about you in the book. Yes, yes. My website is speakitclearly.com. That's speakitclearly.com. And I'm at Speak It Clearly on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Speak It Clearly. Great. Denise, pleasure talking to you. Hopefully we can do it again. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I'm Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.